Hello and welcome to the message number 24. This is a lively and family-friendly one. Imagine a church filled with teens, children uh, of all ages of adults gathering together around God's word as we look at the value adventure. This is the sixth in a series of 10, uh, which we've been recording at Holy Cross. I hope this blesses you and gives you great strength for your soul. The gospel reading, which the talk is based on, is from John chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up. You cannot enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving, the, the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch, but the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough uh, how the wind blows, this way and that, you hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where its head is next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above, by the wind of God, the spirit of God. Nicodemus asked, um, what do you mean by this? How does this happen? Jesus said, you're a respected teacher of Israel and you don't know these basics. Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I've seen with my own eyes. There is nothing secondhand here, no hearsay. Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you that, that I, um, or if, you, if, I, if I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face, you don't believe me, what use is there in telling your things you can't see? The things of God. No one has ever gone up into the presence of God except the one who came down from the presence, the Son of Man. In the same way that Moses was li uh, that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert, so people could have have something to see and then believe. It is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up, and everyone who looks up to Him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one needs to be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go 
to all the trouble of sending his son Millie to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was, he came to help to put the world right again. Amen. Let's just pray as I trip over. Lord, I want to thank you that we are together today. Loud and quiet <laughs> together. And Lord, as we are together, may we learn what it is to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. And if you are under the age of 11, I will encourage you to sit near the front if you're able to, because I will be dishing out some chocolate. So um, there we go. Okay. <laughs> under 11, I said. Not under 111. Okay. Take a seat. Take a seat on the chair. Okay. So today is our family talk. It's not a children's talk, it's a family talk. So it's a talk for all of us to learn together what it is to follow Jesus. And today I'm going to be talking about an adventure with God. God calls us on an adventure. The last few weeks, some of you at church may realize that I've been going through some values and I'm trying to steer us through some values of what it is to follow Jesus. The last five times I've spoken, I've spoken about five internal values. They've been about rhythm and hiddenness, about um, composure, uh, patience, and the sense of kindness as well. Yeah. Now I want to steer us towards looking at more external or more, um, I guess, vibrant values. And these are going to be over the next five times I speak about adventure, about positivity, about passion, courage and expectancy. Now as it is a family talk today, it's going to be a little bit interactive as well. So interactive means, as I said, that there's probably chocolate involved. The church has been bribing children for over a hundred years. Why stop this week? Okay, with chocolate. So we heard a story today about an adventure. And every point I make is going to have the letter R as the key point to remember, apart from the last one, which is a bit tenuous. God calls us on an adventure with him. Now, at times, we may not feel as if we have the energy to go on an adventure with God. But that's okay. But God still calls you on an adventure with him. You may feel like, I'm tired, I'm old. Well, we heard about Abraham, did we not, earlier on? He was very old and God called him on an adventure. When we look in the Bible, we hear about young people, I'm too young to go on an adventure with God. No, we'll look at Jeremiah, for instance. Oh, I'm too important. Well, look at Nicodemus, which we will do today. Everyone can come up with an excuse, but God still says to you and I, we have an adventure to have. My first point, my bag of tricks, I keep tripping over that cross, don't I? Hmm. My first point today is if we want to have an adventure with God, we need to make it real. Okay, 
are. Remember? Real. Keep it real. So when you come to church, I don't know if you realise, but, but actually this isn't some kind of different world. This is real life. Now, I want to just, as I said, I, I, I said I believe some chocolate. So we need some chocolate at the beginning of the talk here. Now, does anyone here like chocolate? They do? Oh dear, I seem to have lost it. Right, okay. I might ask my church warden. Where's my church warden gone? Where's, ah, where's uh, is Ron around? Where's Ron gone? Okay, Karen, can you get my bag there? I've got some chocolate in the, in the vestry. There you go. That's me trying to be organised, isn't it? Okay. Let me talk about my point and then give you the chocolate at the end. Okay. When in the story today, we heard about Nicodemus, didn't we? Meeting with Jesus. Now, sometimes when we read about Jesus, we sometimes make him some kind of otherly being, this heavenly being. Yes, he's fully God, but he was fully human. And children and adults, when we read the Bible, we are called to use our imagination. So, Nicodemus, he knocks at the door of Jesus, not at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, but at midnight. Hold on to that there. Okay. He knocked on the door at midnight. Now, when Jesus opened the door, do you think Jesus was there all holy and going, oh man? No, he probably was going, what? Why are you waking me up in the middle of the night? Our faith is based on reality, keeping it real. This adventure is about being real. I'll give you some chocolate while I just took the adults for a little bit here. Now, um, Simon, you can help me out here today. Can you hand some of those out to all the children there? Okay. While he's handing that out, there's some there for you guys. They've got some there. <laughs> Joyce Mayer, a famous preacher in America, says when we follow Jesus, and we're talking to the adults here, but I'm talking to the youth as well here. When we follow Jesus, he doesn't say, don't feel fear. He says to us, do not be afraid. There's a difference. Being human, we will feel fear at times. We feel sadness and brokenness. But he says to us, I know what it is to be human. I can, I've eaten, I've woken up in the middle of the night, I've done all sorts of things a human does. But one thing he didn't do was give in. Don't give in to your fear, your grief. Don't give in to that feeling of, I can't make it. We all have those feelings. But keeping it real, on this adventure with God, we know our Saviour followed the path that we follow. It's the rest for me now. There's some for you there, Simon. Okay. To keep it real, Jesus knew what lovely food tasted like. As he was a Jewish um, rabbi, he would have experienced Hanukkah. If you haven't had Hanukkah before, you're missing out on the donuts. Okay, so keep it real. Our adventure with God is based on reality, not some kind of, oh, I wish when I get my life in order, then I'll start my adventure with God. Does that make sense? Adventure in the middle of the mess of life. That's what Jesus wants us to have here at Holy Cross. Keep it real. The second point is keep it rooted. Keep it rooted. I here have a Bible. I don't know if you, the youth have a Bible, the children have a Bible. This is a called Bible in One Year. It's a 
it's a different type of Bible where, for instance, today I was in March, March chapter, the 5th of March today, and it is done in a way where you read a little bit of the uh, Psalms, a little bit of the New Testament, a little bit of the Old Testament, and it takes you through the whole of the Bible. Now I wish, I wish I could be standing in front of you and say that I have never missed a day. I have. I've missed some days. I've got too tired. But I haven't missed every day. And I say that with you too. If you want to go on an adventure with God, you've got to pick up your Bible and make it rooted your adventure. Now, I'm picking on Simon again because he laughed the loudest when I tripped over the cross. So Simon, you can come up here. <laughs> come here. Okay. Alright. You can hold this for a second. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the, um, in the middle of the night. And Jesus starts to talk to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus has all these questions. And Jesus realised he had one type of questions, but really underneath that, there was another set of questions where he was really asking, like, who am I? Who is God? And where am I going? And in the, the, the narrative, if, if you're an adult in particular, go back over and have a look at it. And there's so many images of the Bible in there. And one of them in there, he talks about Moses in the Old Testament. Never think, children and adults, that all of these stories are all just mingled and mashed together. But there's a puzzle, there's a rhythm, there's a thread all the way through it. There's a story, and this is quite a gruesome story, especially for the children and the youth here. But hundreds were being killed by this virus. And this illness was going through the whole of Israel. And so God said to Moses, what we need to do is create a stick like this. And because the, because the, the virus was created by all these serpents, all these snakes that were going through the camp, I want you to create a stick with a big serpent on it. And if everyone looks to this, this is a story in the Bible, okay? Yeah? You probably missed this one out at Junior Church. Everyone who looks at the stick, the rod with the serpents on, will be healed. And what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus was, when you look at the Bible, you realise that God is working through all of your issues and circumstances. Because not only did Moses have this image of looking at the, the, the rod with the snake on, we don't have that anymore. We have Jesus on the cross. And what Jesus is saying is, look to me. Look to me. I died and rose again for you. Keep it real. Keep it rooted in the Bible. If you start thinking, oh man, life, this, this adventure with God seems so strange. I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. Keep focusing on Jesus. Everything, I don't know if children, if you ever look at this Bible here, but everything from the beginning to the end is all about Jesus. Abraham is about Jesus. Judges is about Jesus. Isaiah is about Jesus. Jeremiah is about Jesus. The Psalms are about Jesus. The whole thing is about Jesus. Look to the cross. That's what Jesus is saying. You can go back to your seat now, Simon, if you like, and um, take that cross with you, because I was off trip over it. Oh, take, it take it away, take it away, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good man, that's why I'm picking uh, on him. <laughs> keep it real, keep this adventure rooted. Now, I've got something else in my bag here. 
Because my third point is if we want to go on an adventure with God, young and old, we need to keep it relational. Keep it relational. So we've talked about the Bible. Yes, it's important to read the Bible. Yes, it's important to remember what Jesus was like as he ate. He knew what it was to be human. But we need to talk to him. Now, I've got here a phone. I don't know if children, have you got phones at all? Or, I don't know, I don't even say to the teenagers about the phones. Of course they have. But a long time ago, I just want to give you a little history lesson. When I was young, we used to have to, and the phone would touch the wall. You believe that, okay, right? And, and in those days, you used to have to ring a number, you'd have to ring an O, and then a one. And do you, do you know, I think you ever see these telephone boxes around, all around the country, but I used to go there a lot to phone people up, put 10 p's in, 20 p's in, and phone them and say, hello, hello, hello. Now, the phone is so important, isn't it? So important to keep connected. Jesus says to us, it's so important to keep connected with me. Sharon and Simon mentioned also when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what we gave you children um, and, and adults um, and a blessing in your christening. That the Spirit will come. Not just to give you a nice service, but give you this telephone, this hotline to God. Any time you want to, you can speak to Him. Someone once said, seven days makes one week. Seven days without prayer makes one week. Yeah? You get it? Okay. Seven days makes one week. You're good at maths, Elliot. Seven days without prayer makes one very weak. I want to share a little experience with you about following God. Children, and especially the youth, this is why it's so important that the children and youth are leading our services because there's something in the Bible that talks about how God's Spirit is on the children and the youth of every church because of their innocence and their sense of faith is strong. So I've talked to you, I've talked to the adults as well, we've gone through the mill a few times. I was praying with God the other day and I just sensed God saying this to me, and I said this to the children and the youth and to us part of my phone call to God. I really felt God say to me, and I want to say this to you now, is when you fix your eyes on me in this adventure, on this journey, if you fix your eyes on me, you'll realise all the time my eyes have been fixed on you. If you fix your eyes on me, rather than your problems, rather than your worries, rather than all the noise that's going around in, in the world, you'll realise I am totally devoted to you. That's what God wants in this relationship. He doesn't just want us to pray prayers because we have to, but this deep relationship, like on the phone. My final point I want to make today, keep it real, keep it rooted, keep it relational, the last one is keep it really exciting. I couldn't think of anything else that, that started with, uh, with an R for exciting. Keep it really exciting. I've got here in this bag 
Oh, they really do smell. Simon, do you want to smell those for me? <laughs> they really, really do smell. Honestly, they are, oh gosh, they are really bad. Okay. But these are my walking boots. Okay. And many of you know I love walking. Not just walking to school, but walking all around Northumberland, Durham, and everywhere. If we want to know the adventure that God wants to give us, it's not just coming to church and going home and that's it. It's knowing that there is an adventure out there that is so exciting. Beyond Fenham, beyond the city, beyond Northumberland, beyond the Cheviot Hills. Jesus says, this is a, a verse if children and youth and all of us should know off by heart. John chapter 3 verse 16. Sharon read that today. It says this. For God so loved the world, so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's incredible. Anywhere in the world, you can go and share that with your smelly shoes, with your phone, with your Bible, with your chocolate. And know this. There is an adventure for you. Under 11s, there's an adventure for you. The teens, when you go to university, there's an adventure for you. If you're retired, if you're getting married, as we're going to say about Adam and Leslie later, there's an adventure. There's an adventure in grief. There's an adventure to follow God, even in the darkest times. Why? As Simon held so eloquently earlier, Jesus died on the cross for you and I. Amen. Wasn't that really inspiring? I hope you can take a few points for your journey with Jesus. Why don't we say as we leave the grace to one another wherever we are in the world, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.